My name is Kalle Flodin, and you're listening to My True North, where I normally sit down with a fascinating individual who has been brave enough to go after what they truly want out of life. But today is a bit of a special episode. Instead of having a guest here, I'm going to do a Q&A, answering your questions. And if you're right now wondering, like, is he running out of guests? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's not why I'm doing this Q&A. I have just recorded an episode with Joakim Ingelstad that you've probably seen in Lena Henningsson's videos and also recorded a whole episode with Adrian. You've probably seen him in Jonna Jinton's videos being the handyman amongst other things, of course. So today I'm going to sit down answering your questions that you reached out to me on Instagram. The first one is from a girl called Signe. What do you wish you had known when you dropped everything in Stockholm? Oh, that's a good one. I think I would have liked to know that it's actually would be possible to live here. Having that feeling in my body, moving here, would have made it so much easier. Because when I lived here the first time, I had so many doubts. Like, am I going to make this work? How will I make an income? Will I meet new people? Because I left my all my friends and family in Stockholm. So maybe that, actually knowing that it will be okay. I will not only f- like make a living on making movies and making podcast episodes. I will also find my dream girl. I will have two beautiful huskies. Yeah, of course it's a pain in the ass to have this lifestyle sometimes. But knowing when I'm moving here that everything will be okay. Being able to send that message to myself then, a couple of years ago. That would have been a lot easier. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have stressed that much over income and meeting new people and stuff. Next question is from a user called It's Just Bargav. I'm probably butchering that name. But anyway, what was your dream as a child? My biggest dream, I think, was actually to be... I know this is going to sound really cliche, but a rock star. I've been playing guitar and playing around with that for many, many years. And I always liked the idea of standing on stage and performing in front of others. Even though I was a bit shy um, growing up, not like, I don't think people saw me as a shy person maybe, but we had this, when I went through, I think it's high school, I don't know what it translates to, it's called uh, gymnasiet in Sweden, between the ages of 16 to 19. Then we had a big audition to be able to perform in the yearly musical because I went to a music school back then and to be able to do the audition you have to go on stage in front of the teachers and sing something play something and perform something and I really 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 wanted to be on stage and do that musical with all my friends I didn't dare to I was so nervous like I thought about it so many times like Kalle just do it you always wanted to be on stage performing in some way this is your chance but I didn't do it. And that is actually today one of my biggest regrets. And in if I think about it now actually, doing YouTube and doing the podcast episodes is some sort of performing. I, I don't see my audience and I don't hear the applause. And okay, I'm just assuming that you're applauding not after podcast episode maybe, but hopefully some smiles at least after a YouTube video. So in some sense, I maybe actually am performing but through video instead and just being me, not a, a rock band. Next question is from Forasgard. Any tips on being more confident and being oneself? 
I think the best advice is actually stop listening to what other people think about you and stop caring about their thoughts and what you think that they might think because they don't care <laughs> at all. <laughs> Trust me. That has made me more confident actually thinking and focusing on myself because if I'm focusing on myself, myself will grow. Next one is from H. Oksana. I think this is Norwegian and I'm trying to translate it as I go. Are you a perfectionist and do you sometimes get anxiety when you actually do fail and how do you handle that? Oh yeah, I'm a perfectionist and that doesn't go too well when your livelihood is actually publishing videos because I can sit with a video or a podcast episode days after weeks after months, like it never ends because making a video it doesn't have a natural ending like you can always enhance the small small details until the very publishing date so that's one thing i've learned with youtube and starting to get better at that actually just releasing videos and working on the next one because in the beginning <laughs> this is gonna sound a bit weird maybe but in the beginning i always wanted my movies uh, or videos on youtube to like be of the quality that's gonna change the world you know, <laughs> you know what i mean like i wanted them to really make an impact but then i my i took my ego down a bit and realized like okay you, you're not gonna change the world with a video so just release one at a time and keep publishing i'm still a perfectionist i still go through all the details all the time but i'm getting better at letting go and accepting that it's not gonna be perfect. Like, even if it's a YouTube video or my relationship with Christina, that's not gonna be perfect either. I can't expect it to be perfect. Then I will be extremely disappointed looking at my videos and or looking at the relationship. Like, we have a beautiful relationship, but it's not perfect. Next one is from Tatiana. Where are you getting your inspiration for your videos? That is actually all over the place. Mostly, actually, when I go running, or just being out in nature, moving. Because when I sit still, I don't get that inspired. But when I move my body in running or working out or just going outside with the dogs, that's when like my creativity just spikes. I almost always have my phone with me because I know I'm gonna have ideas. And I always have like Google Notes open and I have different tabs like this is for YouTube, this is for my ebook, this is for the podcast. And I take up my phone I, I I don't know how many times, but like easily 60, 70, 80, 90 times when I go go outside walking. I don't pick up it pick it up when I'm running though. And of course I get inspired from other creators too. And it doesn't and it doesn't need to be creators in in my niche, like uh, Talas Buan or Lena Henningsen or Jonna Jinton. I actually get almost more inspired by other creators that do totally different things. One of my biggest idols on YouTube is uh, Ali Abdal. He talks a lot about personal development and finance and a lot of those things. And he does it so well. Next one is from a user called The Real Journey. Have you been to therapy? Yeah, I've been to therapy. I went for over one and a half years. I met a woman once a week in a very cozy studio in Stockholm when I lived there. and. The reason I went and saw her is I, I was trying to get over my broken heart from a previous relationship. And that took a lot of time. I think the first year we talked about the breakup and that relationship ending and how I should handle that. And I'm actually still like going through it. 
because I don't think a sorrow like that actually leaves you completely, but you can learn how to handle it. And I think therapy, if you're up for it, is an amazing tool. If you have the time and if you have the money for it, I think it's one of the best investments you can do in yourself. It's like a really good gift to yourself. Next question is from Lily of Norway. And I also know Lily have a YouTube channel of her own. So please, if you're listening to this, go into YouTube and search Lily of Norway. She makes really cozy videos and her videos deserves way more views and love than she has right now. And she gets a lot of love, but I think she deserves even more attention. But yeah, her question is, what's the next project on the cabin after the roof? And first I have to say that the roof is not done yet. Uh, so that is still going on. But I think it's actually getting the cabin even cozier. It doesn't need, like, we don't want to open up for a big new project right away after the ceiling or the roof. Because now we just want to live in the cabin. Uh, we're getting fiber now, uh, or now, in at least maybe in two months or something. That's going to be one project. Uh, we're going to keep uh, cutting down firewood and stacking that. So we're ready for winter. So I think most projects will actually be around the topic of preparing for winter and continue making videos and planning for that. And then the big projects will start up again in spring, like uh, creating a new garden, looking if we can renovate one of the cabins to be a guest house. But as you know, renovation and stuff like that cost a lot of money. So if we're lucky, we will be able to save up for that for next year. And that would be amazing because then we have a place where our friends and family can live when we're when they're visiting. Then we have a question from Andrea Bokris. I'm probably butchering your name. Butchering your name, and I'm very sorry for it. How was your health influenced by moving to the cabin? That is a bit both ways. My health got way better in the form of me slowing down a bit in my way of living. But at the same time, my way of working has increased because I love, really, really do love my work of creating, creating videos and podcasts and ebooks. So my health has improved that I'm moving my body way, way more. I would say I'm sleeping way better, even though Nala is keeping us up most nights right now. So my health has absolutely increased. And I think it also has to do with that I'm actually way happier now. So I think that's a direct correlation. If you're happier the health will increase as well. And just to be clear, you don't need to move out to a cabin to be happy or uh, getting a better health. It's just, I got healthier because, because I get to do more of the stuff I really truly do enjoy. Next one is from Zoe. How do you find your momentum with inspiration again after you lost your spark? That is one thing I really, really do like to talk about because I think it's really up to us. Inspiration is not just gonna appear just because you want it to. You actually have to force yourself to being creative or inspired. For me, I love to go out for a run because that really jump starts my creativity or inspiration. Uh, it doesn't always help, but a lot of the times it does. And then I also have a very cheesy way of doing it. I talked about this with my patrons on our Zoom calls. I actually have a YouTube playlist which I shared with them that is called uh, Workout and it's actually for motivation as well. I have uh, several YouTube videos with like super cliche American 
up pumpy super inspirational videos they've taken movies and then added like famous quotes on top of them and then really bombastic music i know it sounds really really cheesy but i can go from feeling really down and uninspired from that and then putting on my headphones starting that playlist and then feeling so pumped like ready for everything and i don't know what it is about those videos but they for some reason really get me going if you're stuck some in some way find what gets you going and push yourself through that because inspiration is not gonna, just gonna find you because you're looking out at nature or relaxing in the couch or you have to actually actively grab it and shake yourself and yeah go in that direction because it's so easy to like sit on a couch and say I'm just gonna sit here and wait for the inspiration to find me like that sorry but that's bullshit like you you need to find the inspiration and that's your responsibility I don't I'm not talking directly to you like accusing you Zoe I'm just (laughs) saying in general I hope you I hope you understand that next one is from Manate if you could wish for one thing to your cabin, what would it be? Ooh, I know it's a big wish, but like a proper bathroom. Like coming home and taking a normal shower or just laying down in a bathtub. Ooh, or maybe a washing machine. That would be a good one too. So maybe the wish would be actually be running water in some sense. And we are getting that maybe next year or something, but... Again, it's a lot of money, so we need to wait for those kind of money to come in to do those investments in the house. But yeah, I think running water inside, not because we want to drink it, because that's super accessible in the, uh, the creek we have outside, but to be able to use a washing machine or take a shower inside when it's really, really cold outside. I think that's going to be my wish. Next question is from the Salty Blondie. What are your dream projects and collaborations you would like to do at some point? I would really like to do like a video with either oh I've said that in my previous YouTube video I think like either with Matt Diavella, Natalian Drew or Thomas Brag from Yes Theory like just do something with them I don't really care about what it is I just really look up to those three like I, I look up to a lot of people but those three are my main inspiration at this point at least so I would love to do something with them. It could be inviting them to the podcast here or doing a YouTube video with them or just something. I, I just think they're so cool people and I just want to hang out with them, actually. Then we have a question from Lian... Oh, that's tricky. Leandra Silvana. Can you speak Danish or does Christina speak Swedish? Or do you always talk in English to each other? That's actually, funny enough, one of the most common questions we get what's the language you two speak to each other and that is actually english i do understand her perfectly when she's talking danish and she understands me for the most part in swedish as well but since our jobs are based on english we talk english in this podcast in my youtube videos in her woman's circle her youtube videos it just makes sense to talk it at home as well because we're gonna just become way more fluent in it and it doesn't feel like a step now i'm just mumbling on english just because i'm talking about it um i just mean that it doesn't feel like such a big step to start the camera start recording if you would have gone from like swedish to english now we just continue the language we're on it doesn't feel like an obstacle 
So we talk English most of the times and I'm trying to learn as much Danish as I can and she's trying to learn as much Swedish as she can. Next one is from She Sherry Bauer. I'm probably butchering all of these names, but I'm, I'm really trying. How do you deal with hate comments if there are any? And let me just tell you this. Yes, there are a shitload of hate comments. 99.9% is very lovely, very supportive comments. But for some reason, you always tend to look at the bad comments for some reason. And they are really personal because we, and at least me, I am my own channel. So when they're critiquing something about the video or the dogs or me or my way of living, they're attacking me. It's not a brand, it's not a company, it's me. And sometimes it just rolls off and it doesn't feel at all. And sometimes it just hits you and it sticks with you for the whole day. And I think that's just something we have to learn to get even better at. Ignoring the hate comments. I know a really good tactic I've heard from other YouTubers that when they're publishing a video, they're only sticking around for like the first two or 300 comments if they're a really big channel. Because after that, then the haters will come in. The first two, three or 500 people that come in is gonna be your fans. They're gonna be supported, they're gonna be lovely. But if a video goes viral, like one of my video has, like opening those comments, um, yeah, that's not a good feeling at all. Like you feel like, yeah, it's really tough actually. Um, so I try to not go in there look at all. But at the same time, I wanna be open and communicate with people. So even though most of them are lovely and very supportive, the hate comments just are there. It's a part of YouTube and I think if I have to be honest, people that spend time commenting hate, I just try to sit and figure like what does their their lives look like? Like if they need to be on my channel and spewing hate, like I feel a bit sorry for them almost because if that's what they want to do with their time sending over shit on my channel or on me and my girl, their lives must be so sad. And I think I'm lucky in that sense to be a man because I don't think I get as nearly as close as much of the girls on YouTube get. Maybe I'm generalizing, I don't know, but I just get the feeling that girls just get more hate comments because men in general are more mean and abusive. Next one is from Kumiana K8. <laughs> Some usernames are really tricky. Are you planning to get more animals besides the dogs? Yeah, we do. But it's a bit tricky when we travel back and forth to Denmark. I would love to get chickens, I would like to get a cat, I would like to get maybe some cheap, like wandering around the forest and helping us, like keeping it clean from branches and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit tricky when we're spending sometimes like weeks in Denmark. Who's gonna take care of them then? I can't just put like four sheep in the car and drive. Then there's a good question from Joanna Elisabeth. How did you get the money to initially buy the cabin? And I got a lot of questions after on that topic after I published a video that was called the fire dumped and broke or something like that. Because people were asking like, how did you go from broke in January to buy the cabin five months months later? And sorry to disappoint you, Joanna, but I'm doing a whole video on that topic to answer those questions or that question and explaining how I actually bought the cabin. So that's coming a bit later in the fall. Next question is from Niam Hadaria. What's your favorite video you've done so far? 
I would say that it's the one I released just a month ago. It's called The Mythical Spirit of Swedish Midsummer. And it's actually a video I don't talk at all in. It's just a cinematic story about our Swedish Midsummer. And I spent so, so many hours on sound design and editing. And the fact that it's a bit boring is that not that many people have watched that video yet. So if you haven't seen it, go in and watch The Mythical Spirit of Swedish Midsummer. I spent so many hours on it and I really, really do love it because it's a different kind of storytelling. And one funny thing about that video as well is if you go and listen to that video, actually listen to it, not just watch it, every sound you're hearing in that video I've recorded and added afterwards. Everything from the creaking of the boat when we're rowing, uh, all the fire flame sounds from Stefan, my friend, the fire artist, all the small sounds, everything you hear is added on afterwards. And that's called sound design. And I truly do love getting super nerdy about that. Here's another question from the Salty Blondie. Do you have any trips planned to show us more of north of Sweden? Yeah, we actually do. We are going to visit Talasboan in just two weeks, or maybe three weeks. Matthias, that is one half of the Talasboan YouTube account, was here at our cabin yesterday, actually. He was supposed to stay for a cup of coffee on his... He just passed the cabin randomly, and uh, instead of just standing for a coffee, he stayed for like, I don't know, five or six hours. We couldn't stop talking. So we're going to visit them in like two or three weeks, and I will, yeah, I will do a video about that too as well. And here's another question from Tatiana that asked the question before as well. How do you start talking to the camera when you have a fear of it? Whew, yeah. I was so afraid when I started talking to my camera as well. Even though I started talking in Swedish, I was that was way easier for me in the beginning at least. But when I switched over to English, I threw away my first videos. Like just I couldn't stand looking at it because <laughs> I thought it was so horrible. But facing that fear was so important because I realized it's not going to be perfect and my dialect and my fuck-ups when I'm talking is going to be a part of my videos and my image. So my recommendation or my tip for actually getting over it, over the fear of talking to a camera, would be actually just train. You know when public speakers want to do a big public speaking? (laughs) They talk maybe in front of a mirror or in front of a friend or talk out loud and go taking a walk. That's actually one thing I do as well. When I take my long walks with the, with the dogs, I usually take them on like one and a half or two hour walks each morning. I talk to myself out loud what I want the video to be about that I'm doing right now. Like spitballing ideas without myself, trying it out in my mouth, how it sounds, if I need to change anything. So I'm almost rehearsing while I'm doing something else actually. So when I'm actually do recording the whole thing live with the camera, it feels more natural. And I've gone through it a couple of times. Otherwise, it's just continuing. Like, it still feels scary to me to record sometimes. So it's just a matter of time. Then we have a bit of a different question from Ben's Nature Photography. Do you invest in something or what is your financial knowledge base? The short answer is yes. I invest some of my money. I started investing in stocks and bonds maybe a bit over two years ago, I think when I actually started getting some money that I can put aside. I didn't have to put all my money into paying the bills here in the cabin. I actually had some extra. So then I started looking into finance and how I can like invest my money in just having, instead of just having them in a bank account. But that question feels like a whole episode in itself. 
I don't feel like I want to go deeper on that question right now because if I open up that wormhole of finance and, invest and investments, you're going to get a really nerdy answer and I can continue for hours. If you guys are interested in me talking about that, just text me on Instagram and let me know. Okay, last question is from Ulrika Essen. Simple, but a very good question. Are you happy? Short answer, yes. Also short answer, no, not all the time. You can elaborate on that question for a very long time, I think. But deep down, I'm very, very, very happy right now. Like I talked about before, I have the cabin. I have my dream income of making movies and recording podcast episodes. I get to share this life with Christina. Yeah, it, I know it really sounds cheesy, but I'm so happy because it feels like a dream come true. I'm almost expecting something to go wrong because it feels like we're having it too good. Yeah, it is really tricky to live out here. But that obstacle of it being tricky to live here also makes it even more worthwhile. I don't know if that makes sense, but when you're fighting for something, it's also, at least for me, is even more rewarding when you push through. So yeah, I'm very, very happy. That was all the questions for this time. Okay, I have a lot more questions, but I don't want to go through all of them right now because that would be a very long episode. But if you're wondering about anything, just reach out to me on Instagram. Just search for Kalle Flodin or click the link in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening. And next time you're hearing my voice, I will be here with a guest. We'll talk soon again. Bye-bye.